1: Welcome, Seekers, to podcast number 79 of God Beyond the Bible, a podcast made by Seekers and for Seekers. If our calculations are correct, you should be listening to this episode somewhere around Labor Day weekend this is a time of transition for many summers gradually coming to an end kids are back in school and we're all anticipating what the effects of covid will be on our lives this right, season that's the truth. we are and we've got shout
2: outs this week um to natalie we love hearing from you and we took your advice and we do have that episode coming it may be a few weeks but keep listening because it'll be here and our quote of the week is from horatio jones And its energy is our first language. We understand it long before we understand words.
0: Mm, That's pretty good. I can relate to that. Had to think about it. Okay, last episode, (laughs) wee-wee. There's another typo. Who types these up anyway? (laughs) You'd think the printer would catch some of these mistakes or something. (laughs) Last episode, (laughs) excuse me, we made an attempt at making an introduction into the concept of the law of attraction. Now, our main takeaway is that our subconscious beliefs dictate how we see the world and other people, and to have a more positive worldview, we must challenge our fundamental subconscious beliefs. In short, we see and encounter what we expect to see and encounter, and we attract the same energy that we generate and project.
1: So jumping into segment one, we've discussed karma and the law of attraction, and to stay with this theme, today we're going to talk about aura. For those of us who may not be that familiar with this concept, aura is defined as the distinctive atmosphere or quality that seems to surround and be generated by a person, thing, or place. Perhaps a simpler definition may be the belief that everything, living or non-living, emits an energy, positive or negative, that we can sense and discern.
2: And it's likely that each of us has encountered a person or a group of people that we just get a bad vibe from. That term, vibe, actually comes from the idea that everything vibrates at a different frequency. Nevertheless, that vibe, as we call it, is the unseen energy that we're calling an aura. Mm -hmm.
0: Now... There are those who ascribe colors to the aura. I think, Tracyn, didn't you take a class or something? I did.
2: I did take a class.
0: (laughs) I'm not laughing.
2: I kind of failed it, too, because I never really got to where I could see the aura like they said that I would be able to. And I was a little disappointed. But if you're interested, I think it was universal class offers a $30 class on it.
0: Which would be pretty neat, but I'm just too tight to spend the $30. Uh, There are those who ascribe colors to the aura. Uh, each color represents a different energy, and to keep from getting too deeply engaged in all the different thoughts and theories surrounding the appearance of the aura, let's just imagine it as an energy field. This is the way I this is the way I imagine aura, much like the invisible de- but detectable energy field around a magnet. Uh, it's assuming we've ever experimented or played with magnets and their ability to affect some metal objects or another magnet.
1: Okay, so let's ask the question. Like the magnet, do you think people, animals, and objects have an aura that is invisible but detectable?
0: I, I know for sure they yeah. do. Now, now I'm going to say about the objects thing, and we're not going to talk so much. We're going to be talking about the aura of people mm-hmm. more than anything. But there are those that believe that many of these ancient structures, mm-hmm. uh, Stonehenge, uh, the pyramids, different things, uh, some of those places people go and say they can feel the energy there in those But
1: isn't it that the, it's the energy that the living objects have left behind yeah, that's yeah. still so it's yeah. not really that a non-living object emits more of its like own, own an, aura well, more well, of like an echo of yeah. what But there,
0: there are those people that believe uh, like if you stretched a net around the globe, that there's energy points that are the energy is focused more. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I don't forget what that's Lay called. lines? I, I don't know. But it's, it's like, it's almost like it, it, you just have to look at it. And mm-hmm. it's where energy lines, they claim meet and said these places you feel more spiritual yeah. where those places meet, that well, there's energy there. But anyway, and about, know, what about that question? Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: I know as far as like people and stuff, I remember this girl that we went to church with. And she would always like go around every Sunday morning and she would hug every single person in church. And she was just one of those people that when she walked into a room, you just felt this really comfortable, you know, you could kind of feel the love radiate off yeah. of her. And that was probably the first time I experienced anything like an aura from somebody. And
0: she's probably had to develop that. I don't think it just. I mean, no. I know even kids put off, a, you know, a, animals. There's mm-hmm. animals that put off, you know, an aura. But, uh, but back to our question, my answer is: Is there? Do I think there's an invisible aura, but that we can detect? I think there is.
1: Yes. And is it this unseen energy field, especially in other people, that either attracts or repels us? It's I that think or the so. smell. That's no, only I'm, for you. Yeah. He's, That's a, what a,
0: he's a garbage hauler. Yeah.
2: So. <laughs> he has much less but, friends but in the yeah, summer.
0: Yeah, it, it probably is. It's that energy they give up. It's not necessarily what they say yeah. either, and we'll talk about that.
2: So in Christian terminology, this is actually called spiritual discernment. And John instructed his students to try the spirit. Is the spirit of a person the same as their aura, do you think?
0: I think it is i think whatever spirit there is that's the aura Mm -hmm. that's going to be projected out
2: so following that line of thought do y'all think that john was instructing his followers to develop a method of interpreting the attitude and the intent of certain people and their doctrines
0: i'm pretty sure he was of course he broke his down and said you know if it doesn't uh the one i'm thinking of is in i think first might be in the gospel no i think it's in first john Uh, But anyway, that he uh, he said, uh, you know, any spirit that doesn't confess Jesus Christ is, a, you know,
2: Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: don't go there. Don't go to that. Don't go to that place, you know. But anyway, uh, yeah, in their own ways. Look, I've got a feeling that Barnabas had this kind of spirit. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Jesus. We certainly know that He did. I think Barnabas did. Remember, Barnabas was the encourager, and mm-hmm. and I think people were glad to see that dude coming anytime oh, yeah. he brought something good. Every time Barnabas showed up anywhere, he had he had something good for somebody, and and that's really what we're talking about here. But uh, did you get to finish yours, Tracy? I did. Okay, okay. To narrow this topic down to a pinpoint, have we ever encountered someone who seemed nice enough on the surface, but we unexplainably had an immediate distrust for this person's true character and motives yes and this may be a person that seems to have the confidence of a large group of people you may even feel bad about seeming like the only person who doesn't buy in or, or uh to trusting or maybe even liking this person
2: well and we recently went through this with tabby's daughter Bay. Mm-hmm. she has a person that we've all known for a long time and she just gets a really bad vibe from this person and of course you can't discount
0: Oh, children have what sometimes some children. Overt- sometimes ch- children and uh, you know some dogs are that way. Yeah, dogs just have a good mm-hmm. you know dogs. But children, we well, don't want to compare the two, but children often have a very good uh, uh, well, intuitive think- intuitive. Or and intuition I, think it's I, guess early I to say.
1: teach them early to trust that you have to trust yeah that. if something's not no. right then it's not and right and we're,
0: we're going to talk about that further mm-hmm. in the episode too about learning to trust you know and how sometimes we're told we don't we can't trust our mm-hmm. you know we're, we're, we'd get a lot of that not trusting it I think Tabitha you're seven
1: okay how many of us have had that feeling about a person where it just they make us uncomfortable no matter what their outward actions say and at some point in the future our suspicion was justified. Or even worse, perhaps you didn't act or speak your concerns and just let it go and then find out you might have spared others much heartbreak if you had spoken up, or at least if others didn't listen, you would have felt better to have tried. So with the groundwork laid for our discussion on the aura, we will conclude part one, pause, and we'll be right back with part two.
2: All right, we're going to dive right into segment two. Defining the aura as an unseen but detectable energy surrounding a person, group, or even a place or thing, we're going to mainly use our limited time here to concentrate on the aura surrounding people. Whether we call it discernment or reading people or getting a vibe or whatever, it's a person's energy field or aura that we're talking about. And whether we believe it exists or not, We all are generating and projecting an aura, and it affects our quality of life profoundly.
0: And it affects the people around us. Yes, uh, it does. In a profound way. I I almost want to get Tabitha to tell us about... Go ahead and just tell us what you were telling us during the break here that you, did, that <laughs> okay. you got online.
1: Yeah, I found out for free I'm without not laughing paying about, $30. I'm not... <laughs> I figured out how to read a person's Now, eye. you figured
0: it out or you? Well, you I were, read, you, okay. I read
1: how, and I haven't tried it yet. Okay. But you have a person stand in <laughs> front of in either an all white or all black background, just a solid background, and you stare at their nose <laughs> until you start to see out of your peripheral the color form and then it says slowly lift your eyes up to their forehead, and you should be able to see their color. Now, whether it works or not, I don't know. I, I but wouldn't. I wouldn't. I didn't have to pay thirty dollars. I wouldn't for it. know what
0: I was seeing though if I saw green.
1: Well, it it has
0: a chart or something. a chart. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh,
1: well, you get a free chart? So it's a I short. It's a, chart a shortcut
0: to the. Uh, I'm thinking now. I'm trying to sort this out of how <laughs> this works, and I'm thinking, uh, would you step over here in front of this white screen?
1: Yeah. And
0: Would you step over here in front of this dark background here for me? And just for a moment. I'm going to stare just, at your nose. Yeah, I'm just going to, don't, don't let this make you uncomfortable. I'm just going <laughs> to stare at your nose for a few minutes. I'm not making see, fun of that. That may absolutely work. I've never.
2: I haven't tried I've it. I've never we have, tried it. Listeners, we have a really short attention span. So <laughs> the idea of any of the three of us trying to focus on someone's nose long enough that we can see an aura is. Laughable
0: yeah. for us. <laughs> okay, so let's discuss this intuitive power we all possess to varying degrees. Uh, now, people say you can develop it, and I believe you can. Uh, it is, uh, I believe we all have it. Mm-hmm. It just has to be. Every, you know, it's just like the psychic thing. People say everyone has psychic ability. Psychics say mm-hmm. everyone has this ability. Right. You have to develop it. So, so maybe it is with you with detecting, discerning the aura too. Uh, it's most often referred to as intuition. Uh, Sometimes we refer to intuition as a gut feeling, and we probably develop that term because the emotion or intuitive feeling comes from somewhere inside us, but uh, it's likely not from our gut. (laughs) It's really a spiritual ability, and in some folks it is a gift.
2: Well, I will say I think all of us have had that sort of you know when your stomach kind of clenches when something's not right in a situation. Yeah. And I've always kind of assumed that was where the term gut feeling And sometimes
0: there's not been from. a word spoken or anything. You yeah. just walk into the room. And, and you go, something's mm, not okay here. A lot of tension going mm-hmm. on here. You look around at who's looking at who and who's looking at the floor. And all yeah. that stuff. Okay.
1: So it has been said that women are naturally more intuitive than men. Why do you think that is?
0: Well, I, I've got a theory about that. I think men develop their intuition toward things they want to. Mm -hmm. You know, hunting is intuitive. Mm -hmm. Fishing Mm -hmm. is intuitive. Sports is intuitive. Mm -hmm. And I think men, really, I'm serious, I don't think men even know that this same energy that they can look at a player and tell—I knew he was going to do. I knew I could tell by the look in his eye he was going to throw that ball. That he, you know.
1: Do you think it's kind of socially driven too, though? Because men aren't really supposed to be sensitive. They're not, you know. At least as far as culture, I don't goes, remember we what don't. what
0: decade is this. Is it, are sensitive men in this decade? I don't know. I
1: think it's, so. Yeah. What, what was oh, it? Okay. I guess my husband didn't get the memo. In the,
0: well, in the eight wasn't it the eighties? It was okay for men to cry. Now I it's not. So. Now it's not again. I'm not sure where, what we're supposed well, to do. <laughs>
2: I think a lot of it, personally, comes from this idea that girls are raised from a very young age with a wariness.
0: Yeah. You know, as far as... A, a don't, vul- they feel the vulnerability. Yes. A vulnerability, you yeah.
2: You know, you need to pay attention to who's around you, what's around you. Which now Are I, you being followed? Are you well, know.
0: And, and which now it wouldn't hurt uh, in the age we live in for, no. uh, to develop this in our little boys.
1: Yeah. That is very more. true. Yeah, you
0: yeah. yeah. have to do that.
1: Well, is it possible that we all have that same potential to intuition, but women are more apt to use and develop the intuitive practices? And I never thought about it like you were saying, where men have that, they just develop it in areas we, that we, we wouldn't use it. think we're, of. we're
0: using it when we're driving. I knew that idiot was going to... No, <laughs> I knew he was gonna I knew he was going to turn off right in front. I could see it. I knew he was going to do it.
2: And to take it a little bit farther with that women have a tendency to be more intuitive toward people's moods Mm -hmm. and i read once that it's because women have more of a tendency to ride the waves of emotion while men tend to be more static they don't when they feel emotion they tend to feel emotion strongly but they don't ride waves like women do so when a woman walks into a room she can look at her friend and say something's off about her eyes she looks like she's tired she's having a bad day what's going on yeah,
0: yeah. but but I, I can always do that too i'm mm-hmm. very intuitive about people seeing something i mean i've come up to people and said you know get the idea things aren't going so good you got something you, got something you need to talk about what and it's like they're surprised you know so i do maybe i've always developed that because i've always interacted with a lot of well, people I wanted to stuff, ask do you know?
2: think that your years in the ministry it, it might may, have helped it, it you may develop maybe, that. I,
0: maybe and maybe my wariness where's the trouble gonna come from I'm just I'm being serious yeah. and, and laughing too I,
2: I love my husband very much but he's not an intuitive person by any means he tells me all of the time that he's a brain damaged mule wandering the desert <laughs> because I'll be sitting is there is riding
0: and, is it a mule with no name yeah riding through the desert on a mule with no name
2: I'll be angry with him over something, and he honestly doesn't have any idea for hours until he'll finally go. I'll go, you know, I'm really upset. And he's like, is that what's been going on? He's <laughs> like, I knew you were quieter than usual. I thought,
0: I thought maybe the washing machine wasn't working. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Which number am I going? Four, on? I think. So do you think that the Christian religion has encouraged or discouraged the development of a person's individual intuition and sensitivity to the aura
0: i think we, i think we've been my feeling is and maybe i've just been in the wrong places and moved in the wrong i think often our dogma and doctrine and dogmas in our various churches uh override they don't encourage you to go by your feeling to to, to trust we talked about this a while ago and we may talk about it again but Mm -hmm. i don't think we're that encouraged to trust that voice inside
2: well you should always test the spirit and you should test anything with the spirit but you should also not question your leaders when they tell you that something's (laughs) already been
1: tested okay well and you put i mean you hear a lot of
0: and you mainstream. were being sarc- that sarc- was sarcastic. You were being sarcastic You there, see yeah. a
1: lot of mainstream Christianity talk about discernment and stuff. But when you put the stigma of energy or aura, they automatically, it's like, this new age mystical. mystical can't yeah. do that. You but know? yet
0: they'll say, this, boy, I got a bad vibe from that preacher. Yeah. I got a bad vibe. You know, they'll do that. Mm-hmm. We'll use all of the, mm-hmm. we'll use all of the, uh, to, but we just are, are scared to death. Yeah. Scared to death of these pagan religions. Yeah. <laughs> Is, am I five? You, yeah. Am I five? Okay. As we mentioned earlier, some say they have developed the ability to attach different colors to different auras, each color symbolizing a different energy. I think for the most part, I'm going to speak for myself. For the most part, I think we more or less interpret the energy as dark or light. Mm-hmm. Uh, dark representing negative energy and light the positive. That's, that's just how I see it where I am in life right now. I just I think there's something dark there, or you know what? You know, that person's really acting weird, and say, but th- I can tell that's a good person. That yeah. person is just, they're just being who they are, you know.
1: Okay, now considering the topic of our last episode on the law of attraction, the people with the dark or negative aura would tend to be surrounded and associated with others that were projecting that same aura, and those with a positive or light aura attract the same do we see this theory proven true in reality? What's that old saying? Misery loves company. Uh,
0: yeah. And, and, and it does. Uh, you know, and there's nothing worse getting a group of down in the mouth. We've, we've got a guy around here, uh, DJ and I, I. Well, he's been called that for years. But everybody calls him old poor mouth. Uh-huh. and it's because he is just always he can drag you to the bottom and this guy's always he's always broke he's always he's sick all the time you know it's always something and it's like it, it's just gloom and doom you know it's always he he burnt I, he used to burn wood i guess he still does and he burned wood and it would always be oh we've got to cost all the weather cold spells coming and i i don't have but about a quarter of a rick of wood is all i've got to heat with i don't know what i'm gonna and it's like What are you shooting for here? Yeah. What is it you're wanting? What is it that are you begging for wood? Are you just, I don't think he ever did. Of course, he'd probably take it if he said, I'll cut you a rick and bring to you. But I'm just saying, you know, yeah, people that the people that hang with him. Mm-hmm. Are those down-in-the-mouth people, too? They're those people well, and you that, see
1: it... We've talked about it before. You see it with people who operate on the outskirts of the law, you know, where they're just on the edge of... What's legal and what's not. What's legal not and what's yeah. not. And yeah attract those same people. Yeah, I that, mean, are,
0: that live on the fringes, yeah. All
2: right. So, if going along with that idea, if the theory that like energy attracts um, is true, then what is the result of a large group of people overflowing with negative energy i mean could that in some part explain the violence and the destruction that we're seeing right now with these riots
0: and let me step in and, and say right now i'm not talking about protesting no. i believe in our right. hey if you believe in something strong enough that you're going to take to the streets and let your mm-hmm. voice bless your heart yes. i don't mm-hmm. care what color or creed you are bless your heart that you feel that you need to do that because i think I don't think these people that are protesting or do it for themselves, they they want to change something that's going to help the generation after them. And, 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 and I understand that. So that's not... What, but we're talking about but the violence and the destruction. I started
2: to say, do you think, because unfortunately some of these seem to come out of these peaceful protests, do you think that there are folks with that really negative aura that are coming out to these and they're yeah. sort of feeding off of each other's well, negative? Well,
0: their will. I mean, you get... You get it's just, we know that that stuff happens. We've been in that.
1: Yeah. Well, and equate it to if you're at a ball game, like a basketball game. High school basketball is one of the big things around here. And you go to a game, and it may not be negative, but you can start feeling the energy. And before you know it, you're up clapping, yelling, screaming, yeah. whatever with the... Sure. And it's because you're all feeding off of each other's energy. A concert
2: is uh, another perfect... Yeah. The first couple of songs, everyone claps, and they... But by the end of the night, you're pretty much yeah. standing well, through every we do that song in a and- lot.
0: Auctions, mm-hmm, church yeah. services. Mm-hmm. We we do, you know, we, we do that. Uh, so, Tracy, you were about to ask, are those folks feeding? Yeah.
2: Here? So, are those folks um, in the situation we were talking about earlier with violence and destruction? But in general, are these people feeding off of each other's energy and creating a larger field of energy, whether it's negative or positive? I think it is. I, I could so.
0: never... I could not be comfortable, I don't care how much I believed in the cause, I could not ever be comfortable in a place where destruction and violence and no. potential no. potential potential explosive violence. I have is, let
1: negative energy feed into me. If you're upset with someone and you have a couple other people around who are also, upset too, you tend—I mean, I have—I have, I, I have yeah. not, I'm not realizing it—fed off that energy and said is things. That, is
0: that kind of like whipping it into a froth? Just, keep, yeah. just yeah, yeah just stirring yeah. it into a froth. Yeah.
2: Well, and we want to go ahead and stick in here that there are a large number of people who believe in social equality that further their cause by generating positive energy and positive auras and it does seem unfortunate for those of us who believe in equal rights for all people that this misdirected negative energy tends to do more yeah. harm than good and it, and it does and
0: i watched this one i don't know if you guys have watched anything but Uh, the young i believe it's the mother of the young man that was just shot in the back in uh wisconsin Uh what is i don't remember that town now i Uh, I don't Uh, watch the uh, news yeah anyway i don't really either but i did catch it and watched her and oh man a more moving speech it was such a speech of love and she spoke and was the theme of what she spoke she said god god didn't make uh one kind of bird he made hundreds yeah. of birds uh-huh. the same species god didn't make one kind of grass this was her theme that she and she was talking of her you know son being you know and mm-hmm. of the violets and the stuff it, uh, she and she went on and she talked about it, said god didn't make just one kind of tree or one kind of fish but yet they're all fish yeah. and yet they're all grass and he didn't make one kind of person. And we're all still people, though. We're all that's st- so true. God made us all. And, and so I just thought how cool that was because she just had such a sweet aura about it. Mm-hmm. She, she, would just, she just stood up there and talked. It would have been a message anybody would have been glad to hear from a pulpit anywhere, yeah. I, I think. And, and she did so much for that movement. She, she yes. moved me. She moved me. Okay. Well, on the other side of the coin, when a group of people with positive aura join together, uh, that's when the movement is most powerful. Martin Luther King Jr. was a master at furthering the cause of racial equality because of his ability to assemble and motivate others with his positive aura. I mean, when the guy stands there and you can tell he's so passionate that there's tears in his eyes and he's passionate. Mm-hmm. He's, he, believe, and you know, he would, when people would do, go out and do, back then in the 60s, I can remember, and they would go violence, you know, the violence would go. He was heartbroken because he felt like it hurt what they were trying to do, it it it, it brought it drugged the... And he would tell his people, he would tell his organizers, we want peaceful within the limits yes. of the law. We want peaceful demonstrations. Because he knew that was going to further. He knew that that positive aura of a big group of people mm-hmm. would go afar. So many have tried to imitate Martin Luther King, Jr., but never quite seemed to be able to equal his positive aura, I don't think. That's my opinion.
2: And there are those people, I think, everywhere that come about from time to time who... It's like they have a special gift for pushing that aura mm-hmm. out from themselves so that people can feel it and experience. And they're sort of a once in a generation kind of.
0: And, and you know, I can't remember the speeches that I saw Martin Luther King Jr. do. I never heard anger in his voice. Yeah. His voice had trembled because of emotion, but I never saw. When I see someone behind a microphone and they're. And they're angry and that, mm-hmm. that 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 does and i understand these people i'm i'm just saying we get a lot farther
2: you could feel that aura of yeah. love and i yeah. want us to all understand yeah each
0: let's other. let's and, let's yeah, let's, yeah. let's do this yeah
1: okay so with that thought allow us to pause and we'll be right back with part three
2: and welcome back to part three of episode 79 of god beyond the bible and we're continuing with today's topic on aura so let's see if we can utilize the bible to garner any support for this theory that we all generate and are surrounded by an energy field known as aura
0: now the author of the book of genesis Gives us a small glimpse of what we would call aura in the story of Cain. Now, according to the information we have, when Cain's offering was rejected, the writer says, I think in the King James, says Cain's countenance fell. Mm-hmm. In other words, his whole appearance, demeanor, and energy took a dark turn. We get the mental image that a negative aura was very evident in in Cain.
1: Yeah. What about when Moses returned from his encounter on my on Mount Sinai? We're told that he had a mysterious glow that caused him to cover his face. Was this the ancient way of describing Aura? This supports the theory that our facial expressions and eyes are mainly where others pick up on our true Aura. And, <laughs> Tabby. I know. That's what everyone tells me. They can tell yeah, just t- by looking at my eyes Tabitha, Tabitha, my eyebrows. Tabitha
0: <laughs> yes. probably doesn't play poker. I do not. No. And she probably wouldn't be very good at it if she, no. if she did.
2: <laughs> so, it's clear That many of the artists of old time had a concept of the energy field that we call aura
0: Uh, did you think about this before you read this did you i did i of course
2: a lot of it's from the tv shows i tend to watch okay have you ever seen some of the paintings depicting the bible saints with a glowing halo around their head many of the ancient paintings depict jesus with this aura glow even though those depicting him let's try that again even those depicting him in the manger have this glow and often Mary is depicted in paintings with the same glow. Many agree that this is the artist's way of painting the positive aura that they believed that these people generated. And you see it a lot in, um, if you've ever, been to or seen pictures of large like Catholic yeah theedrals. the Catholic yeah Catholic
0: uh, the Catholic a lot of those their their big paintings and mm-hmm. stuff will have that. Do you? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about the master's aura. Did you ever wonder about Jesus' uh, automatic uh, popularity and ability to attract crowds wherever he went? I mean, you know, he'd go in the house, they'd have to tear back the roof to get it. I mean, you know mm-hmm. this. So it's clear that people didn't just want to hear what he had to say and experience or witness his miracles. They wanted to be in his presence. This was something that puzzled the, his opposition. The Jewish leaders could produce impressive intellectual and religious arguments but they could never counter Jesus overwhelming aura that attracted the masses to him
1: okay sorry my pages were sticking <laughs> it is a fact that people from every culture status and background wanted to be around Jesus even the outcasts of society such as the lepers felt no judgment or condemnation in his presence what a magnificent aura people must have been able to sense emanating from this man he generated an aura of pure unconditional love mm-hmm. Even those who were classed as the dregs of society of his day were comfortable in his presence. And this includes prostitutes, criminals, lepers, tax collectors, all races and religion, rich and
2: poor alike. Guys, just imagine if we could tap into this aura today. It seems that Jesus' key was unconditional love. There are those who say that they love all people, but their aura doesn't emit an energy of unconditional love. There are those who really do love unconditionally and they don't have to say a word, you can feel it. People are pretty quick to discern between unconditional love and selfish ambition, which was the epitome of the leaders of the Jewish culture and religion. They just couldn't seem to figure out Jesus' popularity with the people. At one point, the Jewish leaders despaired. What shall we do? The whole world has gone after him.
0: And you know what you need to do? change your attitude change your yeah. heart you know mm. if you want people to you know but but they were more or less selling an organization and a religion they mm-hmm. weren't setting people they weren't setting people free and people knew this about jesus i just thought how cool it would be if everyone even if we saw them on television or everyone we met we actually could see their aura
2: mm-hmm.
0: we wouldn't there'd be a lot of time we wouldn't waste right
2: oh absolutely if you could look at some person and what, say, what about wow. in
0: politics yes what if I you can, could just look and there was an aura there that you could look and see and you go, well, you know, uh-oh. We've,
1: we've talked about him before, but one of the mega pastors that we've talked about in the past, Jerry Falwell, <clears throat> just in the last week or so, he's had to step down from uh, his, his son. position, his son, his son the yeah. junior. Mm-hmm. But and it, I think it's true that eventually yourself will be found out. Whatever you truly are, it's going to come out. And Absolutely. Whether...
0: And some people see it immediately. Mm-hmm and maybe don't say a word most people that can look over and see someone that's just there's something going and they don't just go out and get on the internet and start saying i don't trust this guy you know but it usually it'll come out
2: well and oftentimes you want to be careful because i don't want to be but you know you don't want to have a very limited interaction with this person Mm -hmm. you know maybe they're just sort of going to be in your life for a few hours or a few days while you're taking a class and you don't want to be seen as that person who's blasting someone like oh no y'all need to stay away from him yeah. i don't really know that's, him that's, but that's, you not, wanna... that's not our that's not no. our Am I number eight mm-hmm.
0: uh you know what the beauty of the ra is we can't fake it yes if the words we are speaking and the aura we are meeting are in conflict people are pretty quick to pick up on it yes, now some some sooner than others Now, this is the reason that those who always wish to conquer the world and control the masses never quite seem to pull it off because there's always an element of people, I think a large element of people, Mm -hmm. who can read the energy and the aura of a person and can pretty see right through their selfish ambition Mm -hmm. pretty quick. You can't fake unconditional love. No. No.
1: So in closing, we must ask ourselves, how big a role does the aura play in my life? How do others discern the energy that I am generating and projecting? We can't fake our aura perceptive, perceptive people will see through us. One way we might test our aura is by asking what kind (laughs) of people am I attracting? Do I find myself surrounded by negative people? Or positive people. I don't
0: have any aura because nobody wants to hide your (laughs) (laughs) face. Or, or, no, no, I'm I'm just teasing.
1: Keep in mind when groups of people get together, the energy of the group is multiplied and compounded and we feed off of one another's energy. And this is true of the negative and positive alike. Some people believe that it's possible
2: to adopt or at least absorb the aura of the people that we associate with. We may find ourselves to have a positive aura But the negative people we associate with saps our positive energy and leaves us spiritually drained and frustrated. People with a negative aura may attach themselves to you to feed off of your positive energy, yet they never develop a positive aura of their own. A positive attitude and aura is priceless, and no relationship is worth allowing another person to drain you of your positive energy and darken your aura don't allow your ego's desire for admiration to convince you that you need to keep associating with energy vampires
0: and you're going to see me hear me use that a lot but there are i've realized there are energy vampires Absolutely. they don't want to come out of the pit they just want to pull you they want to yes. suck yes. you down into that pit with them they're not interested in getting up out of the pit well anybody got anything else to say That's it. With that said, as always, may God's grace, peace, and love, unconditional love, by the way, be on you, in you, and radiate out from each of you, from all of us here at God Beyond the Bible.
2: Did you enjoy listening to God Beyond the Bible? Do you have an idea for an episode? Connect with us today. Visit our website at godbeyondthebible.com, all one word, Or send us an email at email at godbeyondthebible.com or you can visit us on Facebook. Just type God Beyond the Bible into the search bar.